phone your friends and tell them the War Dogs and the Bartlesville College Wildcats are doing basketball battle right here on KGLC on a late broadcast tonight. How do you do, everybody? Russ Martin right here in the Bartlesville Wildcat Gymnasium. A great crowd awaiting the start of this ball game as Ken Bruno brings in a Bartlesville College high right here at home with uh, just one loss and 11 victories. Yes, in 12 games, they've outplayed the War Dogs. And I like to remember that in the fourth quarter, when Don Overton saw fit to pull his starters, the whole tremendous crowd got to their feet. Football club something like 44 to 15 in the second half. The War Dogs were down by six at the halftime to this 4A Bartlesville College Wildcat team. They came on to outscore them by 44 to 15 the second half and beat them 71 to 48. But this is a brand new night, and we're all anxious about the outcome of this one as Mr. Don Overton and Archie Lohr unveil these dogs away from home in enemy territory. And of course, Bartlesville College Wildcat High plays nearly all 4A teams, as you know. They are rated number three in the state of Oklahoma among all the 4A powers. The War Dogs are rated number two in both the Oklahoma City newspaper and the Tulsa World. Among the AAA powers, only El Reno is rated ahead of them in the Tulsa World. And downstate in the Oklahoma paper, the uh, Daily Oklahoman, they have Northeast High School, a AAA power down there, rated just ahead of the dogs. So the array of number two clear across the state of Oklahoma, these war dogs, and the 4A Bartlesville College Wildcats are rated number three in 4A. We're all remembering ahead of this ballgame the great season of the war dog football power under L.D. Baines and the way we whip these Wildcats right here in Bartlesville in regular season play. We beat them going away in that football contest. We came back in state championship play, and what a ball game that was. As the regular quarterback was injured in the first quarter, you may remember, they brought in a sophomore quarterback who threw a 50-yard pass in the waning seconds. A kid ran under that at the 10, went 10 more yards for a 60-yard total touchdown play. They kicked the extra point, tied us 19-19, and won on the margin of one more penetration than the War Dogs had. Boy, that's a sad memory, I tell you, and we're back in Bartlesville Town tonight, playing the Wildcats for the second time in the season. Starters for the War Dogs tonight, Mel Dobbs, who was the second highest scorer of this team, Captain Tony Thomas, and Bob Jensen, the big 6'7 boy, who is the leading scorer, I believe, in the state of Oklahoma at this time. Start. Brad Cannon will await an opportunity to get in there and Don Spear and Eddie
Angie in her hands. Windy number one at WLS in 67.
the three as the Wildcats are ahead of the Dodge with 459 to go in the first quarter. Tony Thomas trying to pass. Ball knocked out of there by Rick Jackson. And this was an aggressive, real top Wildcat crew in this first quarter. They have come to play. And the War Dodge, unbeaten on the season. Seven victories in a row. Have Harry Sherman shooting at the edge of the keyhole. And your left go down. Ball snapped out of there by Green, but it goes over once again to the Wildcats. And here again is Ricky Jackson. Coming on down that floor with a ball. To the right side. It is Jimmy Allen passing along the baseline. Here's a man dribbling in to shoot. The shot is away and good. Locked in there for Cole. So, realizing Hammer makes it a 10 to 3 ball game. And the dogs are down by 7. Stevie Green coming down to the keyhole. Gets it against him from the postman. Knocked away from Bob Johnson. They are double teaming. Two men are in front of Johnson. And one man got a handle that ball for the white shirted Wildcats to take it away from Miami High. 10-3, the dogs have only one goal and one free throw through the moment. A one goal by Mel Dobbs. Along the baseline, Rick Jackson to come back up front with the wall. The Miami team is in a man-to-man defense in the lane. Stevie Green takes it away from him. On the turnover, Thomas comes dribbling the ball down the floor. The captain gives back to Stevie Green. Over on the right side, Harry Sherman with the ball. He comes into the lane, now jumps, shoots. He's got it for Cole. Harry Sherman with his first goal of the night, and the score reads 10 to 5 for the Wildcats ahead. A full court press going here for Miami, and uh, that was quite effective. And the only loss suffered by the Bartlesville Wildcats in 12 ball games this year. And they play nearly all 4A schools, as you know. They rated number three in the state in 4A. The War Dogs number two in AAA. A pass along the baseline for Bartlesville. A captured two from 15 feet out. They're hitting with deadly accuracy. Dixon got that one, and the Dogs are down by seven, 12 to five. And now, double dribbling has been called on Stevie Green as he came up the court, did not get to the time zone line, a turnover, and the ball goes back again to the Bartlesville crew. The Wildcats do not have the height for the Dogs here in the ball game tonight, but it's a handy passing crew. I tell you, they know how to work with that basketball. They're well coached. The shot to the left of the lane, Jackson hitting for two. And once again, he is called 15 feet out as he hits for his sixth point of the bargain. 14 to 5 is the way it reads, and Steve Green is asking for timeout as the coach is going out on the floor here, down over to share a word with his crew. Russ Martin here in Bartlesville High School tonight, the College High Wildcat home spot. And we broadcast this game by delay because previous commitments would not permit us to get it on the air before this later hour tonight. So if you know the Robin fan anywhere who doesn't know about the broadcast, call him and tell him to turn the 9-10 on the dial. The broadcast tonight is shared by Frank Ross and that tremendous championship high school band. And here's the reason. They're inviting thousands of listeners to come to that million-dollar city center Saturday night for a great pop concert. The band at its best in that pop concert. And every dollar, every dime of the admissions will go to send 92 terrific championship Miami High School bandsmen and bandswomen all the way to Colorado for the great, great contest of next May. So plan to come to that pop concert, bring your whole family Saturday night at the city center. Time is in. Thomas in the circle is shooting for two. Tony Thomas picks up his first two points of the night as he came inside the circle. And uh, half the time, well, that's what a beauty. 14 to 7 is the score. Down over it and has this crew hustling all the while this season. That much be true. Off the coast to the left of the key hall. It's in for two. And Paul Lynn, the 6'3 man of Bartlesville High, top 
that one. The War Dogs down by nine. 16 to 7. Harry Trailman shooting from the left of the keyhole. Can't drop it. Now, along the lane, two are in from Mel Dobbs. And Melvin gets his fourth point of the ballgame. The full court press getting a little trouble here. And Bobby Jackson knocks the ball out of bounds. And again, the team in the black and white will take it out of there for the Wildcat crew of Bidensville. The full court press is on. And the Dobbs clear down to the other end of the court. Trying to take that ball away from Bidensville. They come back up the court over the time zone line, and Jim Alleman is the man handling the ball. He's a surety about 5'9", but a great ball hander. At the top of the keyhole, he's guided by Stevie Green. Melvin Dobbs comes out of there to meet Jackson. A shot to the rim falls away. It belongs to Miami. And down the court comes Green. A quick pass to Dobbs. Dobbs racing in for a layup. and hit and foul. And could not get that ball down the hoop. who've been reading the studies of uh, Ernie Smart for years and years. And uh, Ernie, how about the pattern of this ball game compared to what you saw in Miami in December? Well, right now, the pattern's about like it was in the first game, Russ, and I can remember, except that uh, Bartleville has only missed uh, three shots. It's hit one, two, three, four, five, six, eight out of uh, 12 on the field. Extremely hot. They aren't fast-breaking. They get the ball across sometimes. It looked like they could fast break against Miami since they pressed us way, but they go back down and set it up again. They're shooting extremely well. Miami's going to have to pick up their uh, shooting drugs a little bit. That's the second foul on this big boy playing incidentally. Well, of course, that boy leg is a mainstay of the lineup of this Wildcat team on the full court press of the Dogs. I tell you, you've got to be in condition to keep that up throughout a ball game, but Don Overton and Archie Lohr have them in the pink of condition. Don has his coat off down here, a striped shirt. He's leaning forward. I tell you, he's the great one with a basketball team, that guy. And the toss is up, and Melvin Dobbs drops it through. Make the score read 16 to 10. Now 6-2 Dobbs shoots. He got it. And he owns six points in the ball game. It is 16 to 11. Bob Johnson has left the score in the first quarter. A knockdown of the ball by Harry Trimmer the full court press, but he couldn't find the ball after he knocked it down. Jackson shooting for a uh, ball that goes over the rim and rolls out of bounds, goes to Miami. 16 to 11, the Wildcats ahead of the dogs of Miami here in the first quarter with a minute and 14 to go. Miami unbeaten in seven straight ball games. Home from a great tournament victory over Ada Saturday night. Downstate Green shoots at the edge of the two hole for four. Stevie Green, that's set. He just packed that pistol and shot it. 16 13, the full court press having a little more. Man, a good one he is at that spot. Now a tie-in with the ball by Bartlesville. They almost pass it over the fan zone line in the middle into the backcourt and have to give it up, but not great. They're slowing the pace of the ball game now, and it is Jim Alleman. What a very disciplined attack by the Wildcat team. They know how to slow that pace. Maybe they'll try to get off one shot ahead of the quarter ending. They're leading 16 to 13. Down Overton yelling a word or two of instruction to his blue team, telling him stay back, stay back. Stand up there and waste all the time they want to. 22 seconds, 20 seconds. And finally fell into a stall as Jim Alleman has put the ball under his armpit. Now Green comes out on the front line, charging up there as though he would like to steal the ball. He's on the front line of defense at the moment, along with Melvin Dodd. Six seconds, five seconds, where they ever got off a shot. Four seconds, three seconds, along the baseline. Here's the shot to his way short. And so the last 15 kills practically one full minute. 
and stalled the ball, and nothing came of it as they intended the last second or two to get it along the baseline, either get a foul call or drop it in. So the first quarter history in this one has the Wildcats out ahead by the score of 16-13 over the Miami Ball Club. And remember the score 18, the Bridlesville Wildcats have been beaten only one time in foul outings and that by Miami when they ran off and just licked the sacks off of them in the Civic Center in December, 71-48. They went down to the Wildcats at the halftime up there by six. But uh, they outscored them something like 44-15 in the third and fourth quarter and did it largely by forcing numerous turnovers by the Wildcat team because of the full court press. All right, let's see Paul Legg for Bidensville and Big Paul, Bob Johnson, shaking hands out here. They go up in the air for the second quarter start. Johnson easily banners the tip. Down the court is Harry Sherman. He shoots along the baseline over the rim and away. Bidensville has the ball. Backboarding the dogs throughout the ball game to this point. However, you never can tell when uh, that thing will change because the Miami Ball Club has the taller men in there in Tony Thomas and Melvin Dobbs and in Bob Johnson. Now Bartlesville at that west goal here in the second quarter with a man along the baseline shooting in for two. And it is Dale Elsenheimer getting his first two points of the ball game. It is 18-13. Miami down again by five. They have been down by as many as seven here in the first half. Now, here is Steve Green to put it across to Thomas on the far side of the court here at the East End. Back to Steve Green. He looks, moves around that circle, pitches over to Harry Sherman. Harry drives into the lane. He starts to shoot, gives to Green in the corner. Green fires it in for two. Stevie Green with deadly accuracy. Our guide was breathing on his Adam's apple. It's 1815 for the Miami Club trailing by three. Lots and lots of time to go. We're just barely into the second quarter here. And if you didn't hear the early part of my broadcast, the little war pups with the little wildcats and a barn burner by the score of 43 to 41. A shot to the rim by Rick Jackson, rolls away. Backboarded out of there by Thomas. Now Green has the ball at the top of the circle. And the Miami Ball Club watches as Stevie Green dribbles to the right, dribbles to the left. Now the ball knocks around, knocks loose. Look out of Off the rim, a foul has been called in here as a Bidensville man was right up on the 
the shoulders of Harry Sherman it appeared. So Dale Elsman, Elsenmeyer, is a man who, El, El Shimer. How about that name, Ernie Smart? Well, El Shimer, that's all right. If his name was Ernie Smart, I could pronounce it. Here is Harry Sherman shooting, and it is in. And it is 20 to 16, just the one free throw. As not enough fouls have been committed yet to uh, bring on the two opportunities. As the ball taken away on the uh, opportunity here at the full court pass, taken away by Melvin Dobbs, passed over to Harry Sherman. Sherman is over the rim of the ball, but Dobbs backs it back in. So the full court pass crossed by the second half of it. 20 to 18. Into the corner now. Bartles go whipping that ball to Elsemeyer. And then a wild pass. Oh, a foul on Bob Johnson. So Big Bob, who has not scored and I believe has not shot in the entire first half, has now drawn his first foul. 20 to 18. The War Dogs close the gap here for the force of that full court press. And Don Overton, I tell you, that guy lives and dies with this basketball game. He's one great coach, and he disciplines these kids, and they love every minute of it. Here's the charge, healing off the rim. Jackson has it, shoots it over the rim to this, and then it's tipped up by Bartlesville once, twice, three times. Four times they tip it up, but they could not put it in the hole. And now, Thomas having backloaded the ball, Stevie Green on him, Harry Sherman along the baseline, give it to the big man, Bob who's shooting. Dobbs has the ball to the left side. With Jackson, I meant to tell you, he shot on the lane and could not get it down. And when Dobbs got the ball and went up to shoot, he was fouled in here by Rick Jackson. So with a score, 20 to 18 now, we wait for Melvin Dobbs to come to the lane. Harry Sherman is back near midcourt with Steve Green. And the toss in the well. 20 to 19. Melvin Dobbs leading the way and scoring again tonight for the Miami ball club. The full court press and Bartlesville having their troubles bringing that ball up. How they get it over the time zone line. And that full court press is aggressive the way Don Overton has him operating it. A foul along the baseline. The man comes driving and Delaware Johnson for the second time tonight. Drawing a foul. You got that fellow hurting and you got fouled. Just two on Johnson. Two. Yeah, Two on Bob Johnson, and now two on four league. And these are the postmen of the two ball clubs and the two taller men. The free throw draws good, 21 to 19. At the lane, to drop it in there was uh, Mike Dickerson, who does it again. Mike Dickerson, the actor shooting, gets two free throws, who hits with ball, 22 to 19. The lead is three. The 4A Vitalsville Wildcats and the 3A Miami Wildcats. looking kid, I tell you that, wears a number 20 and uh, also wears glasses. All right, let's see now. Big Bob Johnson was the man, they said, uh, who's involved. He's the man they got a hand on, and so he shoots it. Harry Sherman appeared to be fouled, but apparently the penalty was called on the man down under. First free throw makes it 22-20. The second heels away to the uh, Wildcat team. 22-20. Cats over the dogs with 4.51 to go ahead of the halftime buzzer. And the War Dogs now have gone into a zone defense. All right, let's see what comes to this. A bounce pass off of the corner. Out of the goal goes the ball. Here's a man traveling with the ball. And it goes to Miami. They fed it under to Paul Lake. But trying to escape Melvin Dobbs and Bob Johnson, who had those clear limb long arms up there waiting in defense. Move that uh, pivot foot. Off into a corner to Stevie Green now. He loves those corners. He comes dribbling up. And a foul. 
was blown. It was run by Roosevelt. Charged this one to Jim Alleman, who was blocking in there as Melvin Dobbs started to move down the lane. Great ball player, this little Jim Alleman. All right, let's see. Melvin Dobbs. How many points so far, Ernie, for Mel? Uh, Dobbs, two, three, four, five, seven. He leads the way for the War Dogs here in the first half of the ball game as Miami trails 22 to 20. Melvin Dobbs, who wears a big white 12 in that blue uniform. He's accurate with that first one, right in the well. 22, 21. And now the two foul roll is on. The right system on the indicated, so he shoots the second off the heat of the rim. Tony Thomas has the ball that's hit and foul from in behind. Thomas stretching every muscle to get that ball as it ricocheted away on the right side of the glass backboard. By Paul Leg. How many on Leg now? There's three on Leg. There's six, three, six, four seniors. Three on him now, right? Heaven's alive. Thomas to shoot, and it rolls in. Climbed the edge of the uh, steel and fell in the tile of the ball game at 22 22. Tony Thomas, president of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at the high school and captain of the team, makes it a lead 23 22 as he switched the net. And for the first time tonight, the Dogs are out in front by one. Here's that full court Casper Street of Pullman Arc. 23-22, the Dogs on the lead with 4.28 to go in the half. And don't you ever forget it, Frank Ross and that great championship high school band of Miami High are inviting you all to come to the Civic Center Saturday night, 7.30, for a terrific, inspirational pop concert. It'll be out of this world. And of course, every dime and dollar they make out there from all your admissions will go to send 92 band members to Colorado next May. It's a great deal. First toss is good. The second is off the rim. The ball game is tied at 23-23. Thomas had fouled Mike Dixon. He hit one out of two. Down the court to the ball game. Genlock now. Harry Sherman off to the right of the lane. Comes driving in there. Look out. He's jumping, shooting. Got it. And Miami is back ahead again. 25-23. to 23. The full court pass and the ball is slapped out of there by Cindy Green. But Green draws a personal foul. And Tom Overton is up gesturing every which way. in that white shirt. His jacket did not last long. He gets as heated up as a new blackmail up this game, and that's the way we love it. 25-23, and sitting beside him is Archie Lohr, wearing a smile a mile long, because his four pups beat the little Wildcats in a blind burn and finish 43-41 in the preliminary game. First toss is in the well for the little man foul, Jimmy Alleman. The second pops up in the air, falls off the rim, batted up once, batted up twice, will not go down for the Wildcats. Three times, four times, and now coming out of over the ball is Melvin Dobbs, who's hit the lane and fouled, and the foul is on Mike Dixon. So is Miami leading, Maryland, 25 to 24. Melvin Dobbs to come down the floor and shoot here at the East End. How many points for Harry Sherman so far? Found uh, here. Two, five. Five for Harry. Two baskets and a free throw. And swings it out. Bob Johnson has not scored from the field as yet. This one, the score remains Miami 25, Vinylsville 4A, Wildcats 24. A ball crossed away, knocked down in there, stolen by Harry Sherman, but he's forced out of bounds as uh, he tried to move back up court and hit in there, and uh, the ball over back to the Wildcat team out of their own goal at the West End. Out to the postman, he jumps and shoots, misses. Harry Sherman takes it off the glass backboards. Here 
confidence right now, but uh, uh, that we're going to we we're going to come along pretty good. So this is over with. Ernie Smyrna, the Tulsa Royal. He sounds like he's interesting to a broadcaster. Ross Martindale on KTLC 910 on the radio dial and beautiful Miami. What are doing to Johnson? He's only shot twice. Hasn't hit the tail while they're ganging up on him. There are two teams in them, I do believe, at that post spot. All right, we'll see now. Time is in, and here's the ball to Jim Oliver, a fine playmaker. He brings the ball to the top of the keyhole. And the little man who came in as a substitute, Russ Dixon, he's handling the ball. He's only about 5'9", but these are two grand playmakers. Out in the corner now, Jackson with the ball. Shoots and kicks it in. Jackson falls to within 10 feet of the goal. Then get that high leap out there along the baseline. Harry Sherman still with the ball, passing over to Blaine, Stevie Blaine, bouncing high with the ball, comes around the circle of the right side, Tony Thomas has it, he's in the lane, jumping to shoot, he's hit and by Rick Jackson, and Jackson jumped right in his face that time, he thought Tony, Tony Thomas would not shoot, when he did, he just fell in on top of him, what a great athlete is this Jackson, he's about 6-1, but uh, I tell you, he's as graceful as an antelope and fast as a deer, Tony Thomas now to shoot for Miami, 31 to 28. The dogs ahead of the Wildcats. He drops that first one. 32 to 28. Miami ahead by four with a minute 29 remaining in the first half. Tony Thomas in the dark blue shirt and pants and the dog shoots, gets it. 33-28. And now the full court press. And look out here. They feed in the middle of the court. A long, long pass is down court. Here's a man racing in for the layup. The ball's off the rim for seven here early in the first half. They have led them by as many as five here. The Dogs, after they uh, got that lead, they have not surrendered it. Stevie Green out in the corner, comes driving in the lane, and jumps and shoots for two, and a beautiful screening job by Bob Jensen. He blocked two men who were trying to follow Green, and Green just came in that lane. He could have sung Yankee Doodle before he shot 35-30, the Dodge ahead, down the court. Shooting to the left of the keyhole, it rolls over the rim and comes out to the Wildcat team. Now they come down over the time zone line, trailing by three with 20 seconds remaining in the first half. And a Miami team not breathing hard. I tell you, this uh, Don Overton, who's squatted down under the court now, he's living and dying with this ball game. He's got a leash on these dogs. They love him. He disciplines them. He works them out hard to the left of the keyhole. A shot is away for Bartlesville to miss. In the lane,
When they played in the Million Dollar Civic Center in December, that's another thing to talk about, but at halftime, the lead was six for the Wildcats over the Miami Warthogs. In the second half, well, through the third and fourth quarter, the full court press of Don Overton and his dogs were so effective, they outscored them 44 to 15 and beat them 71 to 48 and used reserves throughout nearly all of the fourth quarter. The full court press never seemed to lack its steam even when the bench strength of Don Overton was brought in there. And the reserves, even the three juniors he has on this team. And on that bench, I keep reminding you, our wonderful kids who get in there a little if they can, Brad Cannon, Don Spear, Eddie Hester, Ken Walser, Rusty Martin, Bobby Kimbrough, Tinker Lawrence, and Don Overton trying to upset the full-age Bridlesville College Wildcat team twice in one year, and that is some undertaken. The halftime to lead 35 to 34, Miami out ahead by one. And at the end of the first quarter, it was a three-point deficit as the Bridlesville Wildcats were leading 16 to 13. Well, here's my elbow tonight as we share the ball game as Ernie Smart of the Tulsa World. You read his dispatches all the time. And in a moment or two, Ernie will give you the rundown on everything he knows about that first half, and I'll tell you that's a plenty. But I'll tell you what I know, if you'll join everybody in that pop concert, come Saturday night at 7.30 at the Million Dollar Civic Center, you'll go away walking on a cloud. Frank Ross and the championship high school band of Miami invite you to come on out and share in a thrilling, really quality pop concert. The band will be at its best. And you know what a job Frank Ross does with a band. Why do we sell it so hard that you all come out and hear that pop concert Saturday night? Well, because all the dollars we make from that big event Saturday night will be shared by 92 championship high school band lads and lassies and uh, they're going to have a wonderful crew of escorts. They're going to Colorado next May to represent Oklahoma and Miami in particular. And they'd love to have you help them get that big fund of about $8,000 together. Saturday night at 7.30, you'll have the time of your life. Bring your whole family along. Come to the Civic Center at 7.30 for the Miami High School Championship Band Hot Concert. Hey, we something? I guarantee that. KGLC, 910 on the radio dial. That's your listening spot here as the first half has ended with the Vitalsville College Wildcats trailing the Miami War Dogs by one, 35 to 34, on a split-second shot way back 15 feet deep in the lane, shot in there by Mike Dixon when it appeared the half was over. But he got that shot away as the buzzer was going off. That ball was in the air and stung the net. Miami at halftime, 35. Wildsville Wildcats, 34. Football, basketball, or whatever. And Ernie, how about the whole picture on that first half? Yes, it's not a bad game. We're having a little better shooting. We're up to uh, 
At home and home court, we covered by six points, but then we had that fantastic second half, and we outscored Baldwinville 44 to 15. Unbelievable to think that you could hold a club like Baldwinville College down to only 15 points, eight in the third quarter and seven. We did get away with uh, getting the uh, press on them a couple of times down underneath the basket, although they were able to do much better with it tonight than they did before the holidays. A little bit of statistical figures here. Uh, Bart is Bill, Paul Lode, 6'4", senior, has three fouls. He has uh, three baskets for six points, and he has also picked up six rebounds. Rick Jackson, 6'0", junior, has uh, four baskets for eight points. He has one foul. Lode has three fouls, incidentally. Jackson has one foul and two rebounds. Mark Dixon, a 6'3", senior, has three fouls for college. He also has... Three baskets and uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, three shots. Seven, nine, eleven, fifteen points for Dixon. And he has five rebounds. Jim Alleman, a five-nine backcourt senior, has one basket and a free throw for three points. Bill Elsheimer, another five-eleven senior, a backcourt man, has two baskets for four points. The Wildcats then are hitting 13 of 30 from the field and 8 of 12 free throws. Niama doesn't take more that many shots. They have only 19 shots taken. They have hit 11 of these, 11 of 19 from the field. They lead them come from free throws where they have hit 13 out of 30 out of 16, 13 of 16 free throws. Still, Bob Johnson has three fouls and only two free throws. He has only taken two shots, and one of those is a follow. Melvin Dobbs has uh, one foul and uh, four baskets and two free throws. That's uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve points for Melvin. Kelly Sherman has two field goals and three free throws for four, five, seven points for Harry. Kenny Thomas has one foul and uh, two field goals and three free throws. Nine points, two for five, eight points, but eight points for Tony. And the Steve Green has three baskets, three field goals for six points. He has one foul, Thomas has one foul, Sherman has one foul, Bob's one foul, and Johnson three fouls. This is Johnson's late for the season, no doubt, and uh, probably the reason is they're putting him in the center on defense, on offense rather, and trying to get it into him, and they're just not letting him do it tonight, uh, Russ. They're not going to let him get those points, it doesn't look like. So on the other hand, Dobbs is being able to give his shot, which comes from about, oh, 15 to 20 feet out. They're letting Sherman set right on the two hole, right at the free throw line several times, and he'll get his easy shot. Now the Wildcats have not come down on a fast break until the last few minutes of the game of the first half, and that's where they closed that gap. They were five down. They made two fast breaks in the last minute and have therefore closed this thing within 35 and 33 of one point. So it's going to be this way from now on. I am a player by as many as nine points in the first half. But they got their hitting eye and began to shoot from outside. It looks like they're going to have to win this thing from the outside. The rebounding is even. College has 15 rebounds. Miami has 14. College has four turnovers. And the Wardogs have 
five turnovers. Russ is a real good game, and uh, we're now sitting a pair for the War Dogs. We'd like to have another good half in this. Well, the War Dogs have shot 19 times from the floor and hit only 11. What was the uh, statistic there on the uh, Wildcats? Uh, 13 out of 30. They took, they got our 30 shots. It's 
Deadlock, 38, 38, Thomas along the baseline, cannot shoot, gives to Dobbs, Dobbs back to Thomas, beautiful work to watch, now Thomas is open, he shoots it in, to the left of the keyhole, Tony Thomas owns his 10th point of the ballgame now, his first goal in the second half, Miami out ahead by two, 40 to 28, the full court press, almost effective as Green nearly knocked that ball down and took it away, along the baseline, here's the shot off of the rim, missing, falling short for Mike Dixon, Tony Thomas, back boarding it, Adam Castle high, Stevie Green, the playmaker, to feed to Thomas, Thomas moving into the circle, hit from the side, fouled in here by Rick Jackson. 40 for 38, Miami with the lead, and the man who fouled, who hit Thomas, and the new man in here, Don Spear, and Spear will draw the free throw. Huskily built man, but long side burn, and a Dickens of a nice young fella. Shoots off the rim. Thomas grabbing for the ball. And uh, Green grabbing for the ball. No, it comes off to Jackson after the first. Jackson dribbling down. Green jumping to the right side. A man jumps to shoot it in. Two points to win for Jim Allen as he shoots everybody out of position. And the little five-man man will up and got his two points. And back for him in the ball game is The ball game stands 40 to 40. Here's Stevie Green holding the ball along the baseline for Miami with 4.30 to go in the third quarter. Green jumping at the keyhole, he's had it for two, and Steve Green scores two more, and then the Ward Rods group of 418 will allow Bob Johnson scoring any at all from the floor. That's the big question here in our minds tonight. Bob Johnson out on the uh, edge of things right now, and not in the ball game because of being foul trouble. And the corner layup by with a pass along him for the body for a wild cap. It is missed in here by Paul Lane and then Mike Dixon. And it's tied at 42-42, and the crowd let up a yell and a half. As Dixon, a popular boy, went way up there, slapped that ball, and another hit the rim. Green is into the free throw lane area, passing the back, hits him in the head, and goes out of bounds. Now it's up to Schwartz. Steve Green was going to shoot, and so did I. And he passed that ball a little bit hot, about head high, and went out of bounds, as Melvin Dobbs was not quite prepared to receive it. Now, Vitalsville coming through the full court press. Harry Sherman staying right on top of Jimmy Allen. Boy, that Allen threw his little bit fast. In goes the ball to the postman. He shoots. He comes off the rim and a foul is called. It's on Harry Sherman. And Sherman was battling for the ball. He backs into the big ball. Paul Lake. Time up for the Miami Warriors. And both coaches have their coach out. Archie Lloyd's reserve crew, the War Pups, won a thriller dinner here tonight for the score in the opening game, 43 to 41, just a fine dinner. In that game, that Leonard boy, who's a comer for next year, had nine, Owens two, Kimball had ten, uh, this, uh, Ken Walter had four, Johnny Myers eleven, Rusty Martin four, and Catbird Northern three, the Nelson boy two, and it was a thriller, 43-41, right for the wire. This one is deadlocked at 42 42, Ernie. How about this? <laughs> Looks like it's going to be that way down the left, all the way to the wire tonight. I don't know. Johnson out of there. We're leading a little rebound strength for sure. They, I'll tell you what, we're in the fast break on is better, much better than they uh, did in the first game. They didn't do it all here in the first half. I wish they'd play a band and go back to their slow game. Bob Johnson on the bench with four fouls, and of course, when you're hurting with a 6 7 man on the sideline who's only shot twice and has not hit those and has nothing but two free throws, who's your leading scorer, picking up an average of 18, 24 points of bargain in the first seven games of the year. Look out. Here's the toss. It's into the rim and out. All they just missing the foul from in behind on Mike Dixon. 
to even get up a little bit now. That brings it back into normal stuff here. We big men have four fires. Gibson probably hurt more because he's hit by field goals for them. All right, let's see. Here's Don Spear, and he's got it. Four times move ahead, 43 to 42, as Don Spear dropped the beauty. Battles go, trying to get through that full court press. They're back into the time for a line, and driving each to the ball. Great bunch of ball handlers out in the corner, Rick Jackson. Fighting him for the layup is hit and hit hard from in behind, and there will be a foul. Look, Harry Simmons is hitting the foul on the basis that he was charging as he shot. And 
Harry Sherman and the War Dogs who trailed at the end of the first quarter for the big Wildcat team, 16-13, had come on the lead 35 to 34 at the halftime with a last split-second shot by Mike Dixon changing a three-point deficit to a one-point deficit. And now it is 40 to 40, 43 battles up. Well, we didn't hit three out of ten field goal shots this, uh, this quarter. Their pace has picked up, Bellville's pace has picked up, and it seemed to have rattled um, us more than uh, I thought it probably would. In, in this thing, they, uh, they split us up this quarter, and I do so it looks like it's rattled our boys a little bit here, and we're just not getting a good shot to work. Three balls up and down, dropped in there by Mike Dixon, and it's 49 43. And the battle for a while catcher having themselves quite a third quarter. Out of the game comes Mike Dixon, who has the four fouls, and Russ Dixon comes in to replace him. All right, 49-43, and the dogs have a new man in here. Brad Cannon has come in to replace Brad. And now a pass of duty along the left side, and Thomas comes driving in to score two. His second goal of the second half. He owns 12 points in the ball game, and uh, just behind Melvin Jobs, who has either 14 or 16. 49-45, as they close that lead goal to four. But it is not a great third quarter for the Wardogs. And now Brad Cannon, over to the left side on that zone defense. And let's see what they're going to do. The pace has been slowed here as the seconds are running down to 34, 33, 32. And again, the Wildcats have the ball on the run. Standing on it with a basketball is Jim Ottoman. They've got to run down those seconds for the end of the third quarter. Try and get off that one shot to get up again. A uh, six-point lead instead of a four-point lead. Early in the half, first half, Bridlesville's Wildcat team had a seven-point lead, and the Wildcats overcame that and led two times by five. They're down to seven seconds. Who's going to shoot it? And the ball is over on the right side. Here's the shot away. It is off the rim. Grabbed out of there by Spear. One second on the clock. A shot is away. It's as good as it's not. It appeared not to be good. It appeared the shot was not fired before the buzzer. Sherman and Green up the middle of a shot to the left of the two holes. A left-handed shot 
Rangers here in the third quarter and now into the opening moments of the fourth quarter. So the dogs are down by six and they overcome that deficit in the fourth quarter. Lots and lots of time to go and the portions of basketball as you well know change in a hurry. Out of the ball game will come Harry Sherman, Brad Cannon will come in for the moment. And Brad, quite a footballer and quite a basketballer, quite a young fella. Pass to the right side here for the Wildcats. Now look out, under the goal, the ball is grabbed off in here by Bobby Johnson, a beautiful steal, Jessica Thomas. And on the turnover for Bobby's goal, they two of them in the second half. Let's see if the dogs can capitalize. They have come down the court too often, especially in the third quarter without scoring. Bob Johnson has the ball outside the keyhole for the moment. He's gotten off only two shots in the entire game. In the bar that goes, he does not shoot. At the top of the keyhole, Avery Green drops two more. So Green has ten points in the ballgame, four in the second half, and the lead is four now, 51 to 47. The full 18 of Battlesville College now on top by Emma Maryland. 6.40 to go in the ballgame. The pace is being slowed in here by the Wildcats. They are not uh, fast-breaking. You know, they bring the ball in down. Top of the keyhole. Thomas coming out to meet him. And he's quick. Over his head and drops it in there. Tony Thomas not staying close on that man. And Jimmy Allerman drops it in there. To get his eight points. It's 11 points for him in the ballgame. This little tiny 5-8-5-9 man. 53, the 47. Off the first goes Bob Johnson to get his first two points in the ball game from the floor. He has two from the free throw, four all four. 53, 49, as the dogs are down by only four again. Pass off into the corner. Here's a one-hander away. Calls over the end. Belongs to Miami. Now Powell running behind on Jackson. Now he's got his hand on the ball. Jackson ran them from behind. And with 557 to go in the ball game, it will be down three fouls now. Jackson, and it'll be down to the West goal for the three passes at Melvin Dabbs. Russ Martin will remind you that pop band, boy, it'll be terrific, that pop concert, a great championship band, the Frank Ross at the Million Dollar Civic Center, 7.30 Saturday night, don't anybody miss it. All the proceeds are help our band, mighty two members of that great band, go to Colorado next May, representing Oklahoma and our Miami. Three pass falls away to Bartonsville. And so, let's see, the one and one, I believe, is on for both teams now at this moment. That's the key. Here's a pass under the board. Stolen away in there by Brad Cannon. And the White Dogs picking up a few turnovers of their own here early in the first quarter. They come down the court. Even the score up here. Thomas has the ball out along the baseline. Rick Jackson guarding him. They feed it back to Dobbs. He shoots to the right of the lane. Hit for the duty. And Melvin Dobbs with a sixth and final of all games. 53, 61, the Bobs are trailing by two, time out, he's out for the Bartersville Wildcat team. Ernie Smith, the three how smart he is about what the ballroom has shown so far. The rest of our side game has got us back in contention again. The shots by Green and uh, by Dobbs especially have been holding us together. Green has one, two, three, four, five baskets and of course there are all these outside shots around the top of the two holes. Jim Allen and 5'9", doing a great job of four playmaking, setting it up, and also he's hit three on the top of the field himself, which has put Motorville right back in there again. So it looks like it's going to be the outside shooting where the big men are taking care of each other inside. All right. 
down in the smoke, we read this dispatch, of course, from the country world. He's knowledgeable of this game, football, baseball, all the rest. Been right in the bottom for years. 5.15 is the time as we're back to play. Vital fill and black uniform with a pin of black and gold. They own the ball at the East End. Out in the corner, Stevie Green, trying to speak with that shot shooter, Jimmy Alleman. Out of the keyhole, lots and lots of passes going for Vitalsville. Here's the shot away, falling short now for Vitalsville. As Mike Dixon is back in the ballgame, but shot from 15, 18 feet away and missed. The ball has gone to Thomas. The dogs are down the floor. And here's a pass coming underneath. Big Bob Johnson knocked away as Melvin Dobbs was not quite able to get it off. So all the red arms and blue and white back with uniforms bringing that ball inbounds for the goal. They barely got it into the time mark of three seconds. And they almost stopped Dobbs with the ball. Now here's Green into the lane. I thought he was going to shoot. He gave it to Dobbs. Dobbs speaking in the corner now. Here's the ball going into the goal. Hits the glass uh, back door. Goes out of bounds and the goal to the white team.
broadcast with you late at night, of course, due to the fact that uh, so many commitments would not allow us to get the ball game on the air until a little later tonight. But we thought because of the excitement, the excitement and tension of this one, you might enjoy hearing it late at night. And all through schools, rabbit about football and basketball, Bartlesville Wildcat High and 4A, playing nearly all 4A competition. They have won 11 and lost just one. That's the way it is.
Dodgers to bring the ball in bounds. Finals drill is into a full court press. They have not turned the ball over. Harry Easter, who's been around the 
radio, sports broadcasting, and football officiating, and all the rest for ages. How do you like the game, Harry? Terrific, Ed, terrific. Just like that Junior Miss contest. It was difficult up there. Some ball game, I tell you, could have gone either way. Well, I tell you, this is here. I came in just after he started, and it's been a barn burner all the way. The Roy Dogs turn him back, 64 to 63. And the Dogs now have eight wins in a row in a sensational basketball season. And if there's one word to describe Brown Overton's Dogs, it is the word classy. I tell you, that's exactly it. It's a classy ball club. Bob Johnson had his covers in the first half, and he was hitting the 20 to four fouls. He was only able to get off a couple of shots in that first half, and they would not go down. He scored two from the free throw lane. But in the second half, he picked up four good ones off the post, and uh, one from the free throw line came up with 11 points all total in the ball game. But I mentioned Bob Johnson in particular because when you've got a guy of that height, you figure he's got to do some shooting, he's got to do some scoring. And Bob Johnson hooked one in to the left of the keyhole lane down here at the west end, was fouled as he shot, but it was not a layup. He was clear outside the lane when he went off the post. He banked that ball in with all the moxie of a pro, like that job boy from way up there in Milwaukee. He hit a gorgeous shot, was fouled, calmly went to the lane and dropped the free throw. But I want to tell you, one guy who made a sensational difference in the waning moments when the tension was on was that little Steve Green, a Vibro Deluxe. Mel Dobbs in the ball game, I believe at 18, and Tony Thomas, 12, and Steve Green, I think, had uh, 12. We'll find out in a moment or two because Ernie Smart, who has his statistics as, as exact as a man could have, will give you that run down in just a second or two. And while we imbibe the victory, 64-63, and the great crowd leading here, shot. I tell you, they figured in Bartlesville with a 4A Wildcat team, they would turn back these Wildcats, and it appeared so throughout the third quarter and into the opening moments of the fourth quarter. But when Bob Johnson got back in there, there was another ball game all together with that big man off the post again and again, and he knocked two through a little bit of glass backboard in the hands of Dabs that made an awful lot of difference. One Philadelphia and Friday night, if we don't have that uh, million dollar Civic Center pack to stand in real mode and clear up in the Raptors, I'll eat my hat. I'll tell you, we're playing the Fire Tigers in a conference ball game Friday night that tips off at 8, and these World Cups are unbeaten, remember, of Archie Lowe. They won the night 43-41 in a barn burning thriller at 6 o'clock. And uh, Archie Lowe will turn those dogs loose against the Fire Tiger Kids at uh, 6.30 come uh, Friday night. And then following that, it'll be the Roy Dogs against the Fire Tigers, and let's come out there and applaud them and cheer them. This down over dog team, as I tell you, is classy. They just did not roll under pressure. They kept their moxie, and uh, I thought without any question, this uh, bunch tonight had a leash on them, and Don Overton had them playing with style and dispatch throughout that tense fourth quarter. Ernie Smythe and the to run it all down, but there he goes. Let me tell you, I'm with that Roy Dog thriller against Pryor and our Million Dollar Civic Center come Friday night. They also have Saturday night at 730, one thrilling uh, event for you, as Frank Ross and his big band will have a pop concert deluxe at that Civic Center. And it'll be at 730, and every dollar we make from admissions will all be going, as you know, to send 92 band members out to Colorado come next May. 
It'll be something to behold, I guarantee, to come out there Saturday night and hear that pop band of uh, Frank Ross. Thursday night, we'll broadcast on Peter's Green that unleashes Golden Noise for the first time in 72 as they take on a big, big team from down uh, Shawnee Way. That ought to be a great uh, seminar it is. The Seminole Chieftains, the top-rated Oklahoma Junior College power in the nation this year. And the Golden Noise will be out to whip the socks off on Thursday night. We'll broadcast about 7.15. Ernie Smart to run down a real thriller, the War Dogs written to the score of 64-63. Well, I'm just trying to settle down. I know that you're calling people Shawnee and should be Seminole, and you called, uh, and they called us the Wildcats Volleyball and we were the War Dog, but I thought we can be excused tonight. Miami wins again, 64-63, and we had a tremendous fourth quarter after a very, very bad third quarter. The five turnovers, Johnson on the bench in the third quarter, and we hit only four of 11 in the third quarter. We trailed 39-45. We were scored five points. Johnson came back in. Johnson got three great, great big baskets in the fourth quarter, and a three shot, which was that three-point play that put us ahead and gave us a 60, a 62-59 lead, and then we withstood all of that trouble in the last 32 seconds for a tremendous victory. I'm getting to sound like Les Martin over here. We dropped eight victories and no losses for the Miami War Dogs now. The Collies dropped to 10 victories and two losses. In the fourth quarter, it was 19 for Miami and 14 for the College. The individual score in the West wants to get this back to Miami. Johnson got 11 points with two, four, six, eight, nine of these coming in the terrific fourth quarter. Dobbs, 17. Sherman, 9. Thomas, 12. Steve Green, no doubt about it, the most valuable player in the ballgame tonight for Miami had to be Steve Green. He stole the ball twice and passed off once and made one in the fourth quarter when it was right down to the wire, the clutch-type player. 14 points and a great play and a great game by Steve Green. 14 for him, and Spear had one point. For Bartlesville College, Legg, 14 points. Jackson, 14. Dixon, 18. Allen, 13. And Elsheimer, 4. So I'll turn it back to Ruff. It's a great victory for Miami. It keeps him on the winning trail in the theater, and I'm like you, Ruff. They're really number one in three if you play his own way to number one this week, I'm going to haunt you forever. So I tell you, man, I couldn't tell change Taylor's mind this week. You're going to change it surely now. They beat my 4A Bartlesville Wildcat team for the second time this year in 13 ball games. The Wildcats have suffered defeat twice and both the 3 Miami War Dogs. Let's pack that Civic Center Friday night when the dogs come home. They've been on the road for the Coons age. And let's come on out there. Good jumping Grand Lake catfish. Did you ever see such a team classy as a word to describe them? I tell you again. Don Overton, Archie Lowry, all these dogs, my hat is off to them as they hit the Wildcats again tonight, 64 to 63, and it was some pleasure basketball in the last minute or two. Everybody was a star when you win, but I got to tip the hat to that Stevie Green. That guy cut the mustard. He made the difference with his delaying tactics, his dribbling, his styling of the ball. They had a foul to take it away from him, and when he went to the line, they couldn't stop him there after he was fouled. That's the story. Russ Martin, the Bridget. Good night. Come on out to that great pop concert at 7.30 Saturday night at the Civic Center. Bring all your folks along. Every dollar will help to get that $8,000 together by next May to send our great Miami War Dog Championship band to represent Oklahoma and wonderful Miami when they play way out there in Colorado land. We're so proud to get to make that trip. 
Sorry, just remind you as we leave the air tonight, let's all stay busy building everything up. In a world where so many crazy fools stay busy trying to tear everything down. I'll be seeing you all.